0: And we are back with the all-gas, no-break sports show. I am once again one of your co-hosts, Dick Pavona, joined alongside with Andrew Johnson. And, Andrew, it is time. The NBA is back. The opening night is tonight. The Boston Celtics just finished wrapping up a nice opening night win against the Philadelphia 76ers. Golden State in Los Angeles is about to tip off just very shortly. But certainly a crazy year that we had last season in the NBA. Golden State Coming back out on top and winning the NBA Finals over Boston, we'll see how this
1: upcoming NBA season turns out. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy, the NBA season last year. Golden State, definitely not the favorites going into it, but they were the healthiest team at the end of the year, and that's really all that matters. Over the last couple of years, it's been about who can stay healthy at the end of the year. You saw when Milwaukee won the championship, Brooklyn wasn't fully healthy. When Toronto won it, Golden State wasn't healthy. The Lakers won in the Mickey Mouse bubble. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So over the last couple of years, it's been about who could stay the most healthy. And I think if a couple of the teams were healthy at the end of the year last year, it—I don't think it would have been Golden State. It would have been someone else. Be uh, year that Houston, where Chris Paul went down, should have been them, but they weren't healthy at the end of the year. So yeah, health is definitely it's going to play a key factor in the NBA because it's such a star-driven league. It is not baseball. It is not football or hockey. If you have one guy in the NBA that is a top-five player, they can drag him to the playoffs no matter what.
0: Yeah, I mean, injuries are certainly a factor, but you saw in Golden State' season last year. You still have guys like Seth Curry, Klay Thompson, emerging players like Jordan Poole, stepping up to help Golden a team like Golden State get back to where they were a couple years ago and winning another NBA championship. And you got to believe they're certainly one of the favorites this upcoming season. Still the same basic roster that they have from last season's core team. So we'll have to see if they get back there and they can win another ring.
1: All right. So I want to go into the top team in every top 10 teams in every conference uh, in the East and the West. Now, the reason why I'm saying top 10 is because last year they have to play in tournament now. Yep. So Seeds 7 and 8 no longer safe. Uh, not guaranteed a playoff spot. You have to play in the play-in. Obviously, when you're the seventh seed, you're going to host two games. In the playoffs or in the play-in tournament, I should say, it's a single, uh, double bracket, single elimination. So the best two out of four teams win. And if you have a seven-seed, if you lose two games at home to the nine and ten, the eight-seed and the ten-seed or the nine-seed, I think it's pretty safe to say you don't deserve to make the playoffs. So very interesting. (laughs) That's why we're going to the top ten because now the top ten teams at least have a shot of making the postseason at the end of the regular season. And Nick, I'm going to start in the Eastern Conference. Uh, don't have to go into the teams fully. Just you know, give me your top ten. Give me team.
0: the top ten. Okay, so I'll give I'll, I'll name a couple uh, right off the bat. Boston, obviously, last year went to the NBA Finals. I think they'll they'll be a team that's going to be competing to go back to the finals this year. Obviously, have to be one of the top favorites. Uh, Milwaukee, I would say. I would go into Philadelphia. I feel like those are the top three teams right there off the bat. Then you start looking at the rest of the teams in that conference. I have to pick the Nets. I hate as much as I hate to say it. You know, they have Katie and Kyrie. As long as you have them, they're still a favorite. Atlanta, I love what Cleveland is doing. I think they're going to be a good team again. Chicago is going to probably be in that conversation. Miami, so that's eight right there. Really comes down to what these last two teams. And I think that's where it gets very interesting. I'm gonna. I, I this could be completely biased. I'm gonna pick the Knicks as one of the top ten. I still think that you know this roster is still not bad on paper. As long as guys like Derrick Rose can stay healthy, I think they have a chance to get back to the postseason. The last team is now where I'm probably having a trouble with. I'm doing my math right. I think I have nine. Um, I'll try. I'll try. I, I apologize for my math. So I had. Uh, Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Knicks, Sixers, Hawks, Cavs, Heat. That's eight. Raptors. I forgot to say them. So that should be that should be nine, and then ten.
1: You said it would be the Knicks, right?
0: No, I think I think I I think I had nine. See, I, my math's already screwed up. I I think I picked uh, I think I had eight before I said the Knicks. You had
1: the Celtics, the Hawks, the Heat, Sixers. Raptors, you just said now, that's five. Yeah. Bucks are six. The Nets are seven. The Cavs are eight. The Knicks are nine. And the Bulls are 10.
0: Okay, so there you go.
1: So you had 10. That, those are your okay. 10. Okay. Interesting. Um, like your picks, I'm going to go top three in the comments, I think, would be Celtics. Ooh, this is tough. Celtics, Bucks, and I'm going to say Sixers.
0: So pretty much agree agreement. Uh, yeah, I'm, gonna,
1: I'm also going to think Nets at number four. I'm going to say Nets are a firm number four only because I don't think. Kyrie is gonna have as much nonsense this year.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no COVID restrictions this year, so yeah, he'll be able to play.
1: I think Kyrie will be fine. I'm gonna pick them as the fourth best team these, even though I hate to see. It. I'm gonna say the Heat on number five. I'm not gonna sleep on Jimmy Butler and Bam out Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Lowry is a little bit washed nowadays, but they still have a good enough core where they can make some noise. I don't think they're in the upper in the upper half, but barely the upper half. And then this is where it gets interesting. We'll put the Cavs at six. I think the addition of Donovan Mitchell definitely makes them a lot yeah. for the playoff. But it I think is. I'm comfortable putting them at six. Yeah. And you have to. this is where it gets a little murky. I think you put the Hawks at seven with DeJounte Murray. De- DeJounte
0: Murray is going to help that team so much.
1: I think that's going to elevate them to where they're still a play-in team. But they're going to be fighting for the... Play a lot for the playoffs. They're going to be fighting for that five and 60, but I think they end up at seven. Then eight, nine, and 10 is where it gets interesting. I'm going to say in no particular order, I'm going to have the Raptors, the Knicks, in interchangeable eight and nine. I think the Bulls get in there by default, but this is my logic. I think the Hornets can overtake the Bulls. Really? And and this is why. I think even though they have all this nonsense – with James Booknight and Miles Bridges, Lamelo tweaking his ankle. They've had probably the most horrific offseason in recent NBA history. I still think they can overtake the Bulls because I think DeMar DeRozan punched above his weight last year. He's going to regress to the mean. Kind of like, you know how kind of like Julius Randle had that breakout season where yeah. he was really good? I think he's going to have, where DeMar DeRozan is still going to be good, but he's not going to have that MVP caliber season, and they're going to miss Lonzo Ball for extended ban of time. So I remember I think-
0: we... I remember we talked about this, too, and I think the biggest thing, I think the problem with the Bulls is now that you don't have Lonzo for the season, that's going to be a big loss for this team because he really facilitates the ball for that team. And we still
1: have it perform without Lonzo. It wasn't pretty. Um, It's just people want to hate him. He was a key part of that team with his facilitating, his three-point shooting, and his defense. So I think if Lonzo does miss extended time, I think the Hornets could overtake him.
0: So, I think we're pretty much in agreement about nine of the teams. I think we're only disagreeing about Chicago and Charlotte. Yeah, I think the like. most
1: of the fringe teams. I think the Knicks with Jalen Brunson will make that. League.
0: I think there'll be a fringe playoff. Yeah, playing. There'll be a play in team. I for would sure. say the
1: Knicks probably won about 42 or 43 games, barring injuries, obviously. You know, mm. if anyone on the next gets injured that's a key contributor at any point like if we can't really predict the future we're going go based off of what is presented at the current time of this data yeah
0: i am yeah i mean any one of these teams could have a big time injury and then it you'll see another team potentially you know sneak in so you never know
1: uh yeah definitely and i think we pretty much in agreement of the east now let's go over the west and give me your top 10 there
0: all right now let me try to count let me try to count these down so uh-huh. i don't screw up count okay it. Golden State, for sure. Phoenix. That's still. We're going to go with Memphis. Yep. Okay. So now this is where Clippers. Clippers That's are definitely great. good. Denver and Dallas. That's yep. six That's right great. there. Yep. I think you'll start to see Minnesota should be a good team this year with the addition of Rudy Gobert.
1: I agree. Seven.
0: I think New Orleans will be really good this year. If Zion is fully fully healthy, I think they'll be a team. They you know They made the play in last year. I think they'll be a playoff team. Not sure if they'll be playing or not, but they'll be there.
1: That's it.
0: Now, the last two. Lakers will be back this year because I think LeBron and AD are going to be on a revenge tour. So I think the Lakers will be there. Uh The last team is going to be the problem. Did you mention Golden State? Yeah, Golden State was the first team.
1: Okay, yep.
0: That last team is where I'm having the most trouble with. You know what? (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say it. Give me Sacramento.
1: Ooh, that's that's daring. Okay,
0: uh, I, I the problem is the, the, my reasoning is Houston's still very young. Same thing with OKC. I think OKC soon rather than later will be there, but not yet. Utah just blew up their entire team. I think they're going to be a lottery team this season. Spurs are the same thing. They're not good on paper. It's really between Sacramento and Portland, and on I, to be honest, I mean. I love Dame, but he's had so many injuries the last couple of years. I just don't know if he's gonna be able to overcome those injuries. I think just the fact of having Sabonis and DeAaron Fox, I think just that alone is gonna is a little is slightly better for Sacramento over Portland. So I, I can't believe what I'm saying, but give me the, the Kings to make the play-in.
1: Uh yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Um on a lot of those. But I'm, my list is gonna differentiate and I'm gonna go into a little bit why. So
0: okay.
1: I think the best team in the West is Denver. I think they're the best team in the West. I think it's better West than Golden West. State, really. Uh, and here's my logic. Denver and Golden State, they were competitive. Now Denver gets back Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray.
0: That's true. That is true. They're getting
1: back an all a fringe all-star player in Jamal Murray and another fringe all-star player in Michael Porter Jr. when he was healthy. It depends on how their health can back. Can bounce back. Michael Porter Jr. You know, obviously battling back problems, and Jamal Jamal Murray tore his ACL. So it's gonna be interesting to help see how they, how they bounce back.
0: Also, a very underrated player in Aaron Gordon too. He's very Absolutely. good.
1: Absolutely. You forget about Aaron Aaron Gordon's gonna be the fourth best player in that team right now. He was the yeah. second best player last year. He's gonna, he's gonna be the fourth best player now. Yep. So it could be very. That's a very big jump talent wise for them. So then I think uh, Denver would be my number one. I okay. think Memphis would be my, would be my number two. Okay. Even though they're going to miss some extended period of time with Jaron Jackson, I think they're going to be the number two. I'm going to put Golden State at number three. And I'm going to put Dallas at number four. Okay. I'm going to put... Oof! I think I'm going to put the Suns at five. They're going to regress a little bit, but they're still going to be competitive. Could be some
0: problems with Monty Willis and DeAndre Aiden, so that's fair.
1: Yeah, definitely not good. I think Timberwolves and Clippers will win between 47 to 48 games, so they'll be battling for six and seven that would be my guess of with six and seven
0: okay so we're at seven
1: so with eight nine and ten i think Pelicans sneak in at number eight okay i'm going to take the trailblazers at nine okay and i'm i don't want to buy the lakers right now i don't know what it is i don't want to buy
0: I, but do you I, really I, think a team like sacramento would be better than the lakers
1: it depends. You think Patrick Beverly and West, Russell Westbrook can coexist? You
0: Probably not. But more than fifty games. I in a think year? just having I, you think you, Lebron you, takes I,
1: off thirty more games this year. I've seen. Before? Listen,
0: I've seen Lebron take less teams to the playoffs before. I. That's why I picked. Here's that's my
1: logic I, for Lebron, though. He was always healthy and good up until he got to Los Angeles.
0: I know his he has longevity was
1: never questioned up until he had that groin injury in los angeles yeah since he's gone to la i think he's missed 25 to 30 percent of all possible games. okay and I mean, he's 38 years old is he 38 39 years old right I think now he's
0: 39
1: like, yeah he's definitely you really can't fault him at this age but he's old at this point and you can't rely on him to take these teams to play so you need anthony davis to step up because he's the quote-unquote younger guy the young emerging superstar he's not even emerging at this point but the young superstar on the team and I think he's gonna miss 30 games still. You can't rely on Russell Westbrook, even though he'll probably play seventy games because he's just he's uh he's an iron man.
0: That's if Russell Westbrook's still on the team, he could be traded by at, at that point.
1: Yeah, so I don't wanna buy Los Angeles right now, so it's very, very tough. So I think I think a team like Sacramento could potentially sneak in. Um it's gonna be close, but
0: So, realistically, the only difference we have is you think Portland will get in before L.A. does the Lakers. Yeah, pretty much.
1: I think Portland, I think Dame comes back. He bounces back. He wins 40 games, and, you know, they have a playoff game where they're really good, and then he fades back to obscurity, and then he goes to rap about the grind or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think think there's one thing I would maybe change about mine is between Sacramento and Portland. But I, I just uh, my Dame's injuries the last couple of years have just really scared me. I do like Anthony Simmons. I think he's an emerging, you know, stud for them. I think they didn't they get Jeremy Grant this past uh, Wait, season. Jeremy, Grant. Jeremy Grant's gonna be a good addition for them, and they have Nurkic. I think I'm talking myself out of Sacramento now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'm gonna switch my pick. Give me give me poor over Sacramento. I'm gonna switch my pick. So the okay. only difference we have is Sacramento and LA.
1: I'm not buying the Lakers. Uh, Ryan Hicks, if you're listening to this, sorry, but LeBron is washed, and I'm not buying them.
0: <laughs> don't, don't worry, Hicks. I, I took the Lakers to make the play in, and now because of that, they're probably going to miss the playoffs. So you're welcome for that.
1: You're welcome for the hashtag. So what,
0: one, yeah. of us just the helped, one of us just helped you.
1: All right. Yep. Uh, got our top 10. Let's go into our MVP award favorites.
0: Okay. Do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first?
1: Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to be bold. I'm going to take Luka. I think that's my favorite MVP.
0: I am right with you. (laughs) I was going with Luka too. 100% I was going with Luka. Okay,
1: okay. Uh, We don't script. Obviously, we write the script for these beforehand, but we don't say what exactly. We don't say who who it is. So that was a surprise. Uh, My logic for Luca being is, I think Europeans or Euro players in general are taking over the NBA. You've seen the emergence of Giannis. You've seen the emergence of Jokic. Yep. Now I think you're going to finish it off, and Luka's going to get those MVPs. It clearly does not matter record-wise. Russell Westbrook broke that stigma when he won that MVP in Oklahoma that the record of the team no longer matters as much. As long as you're in the playoffs, that is, the record doesn't matter as much. So I think Dallas clinches a four seed or a top four seed in the West, seed in the West to win 49-50, 51 games. Luka puts up probably thirty-seven and 7, and you really can't deny him MVP. They're not going to give it to Jokic. Jokic could probably put up 35, 15, and 10, and he won't win MVP this shit. He could, he could just absolutely trounce his last season. And he won't win it.
0: I think the, his numbers are going to go down, and I think it's because of the guys like Murray and Porter coming back. I think you're going to start seeing his numbers, like his points per game-wise. I think he'll go into a little bit of a dip.
1: Yeah, I think he'll dip down to probably his Jokic had to, to do
0: everything to get his- – Denver where they were.
1: I think his points will dip down. I think his rebounding will stay the same. And I think his assists will go up because he'll have more confident players yep. in the ball from his past. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I like Luka. Uh, I'm going to say this is bold, but I think he's the only player currently that has the potential, and I'm saying this with very, very heavy emphasis on potential to be the greatest player of all time. only wow. Because of his, where he is right now at his age. He's what, about 23 years old? I
0: think he's, yeah, he's, got, he's 23 or 24.
1: He's made three all-star games already. He's had clutch playoff moments. He's in the MVP conversation. He's made three all-NBA first teams, I believe. And if he does this for the next 12, 13 years with with his play style, it seems like he's going to age gracefully because he plays very – he looks like he plays in slow motion sometimes, let's be real. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. So his
1: his game is going to age so gracefully. If he does this the next 12, 13 years, you could be talking about a guy that has 16 all-star games sixteen all NBA first teams. Highly, highly unlikely. A couple MVPs. He's gonna have the scoring to back it up too. He's gonna score over thirty five, thirty six. He's gonna that's he's why he's gonna have all the records. He's gonna have the assists and he's gonna have the rebounds. He's gonna have the steals. He's gonna be the scoring
0: that's uh leader in the NBA this year.
1: I think so. Yeah he's definitely I, I,
0: right. I think a hundred percent. I think especially after them letting Jalen Brunson walk. I, I the, the only other the the next best option be. scoring wise is what on their team. Christian and, what's Wood. Gonna
1: come off, and, and Christian Wood is going to come off the bench.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, y- your next best options is Christian Wood. Um, They have guys like Tim Hardaway. He's a micro-scorer,
1: um, though. He just, he's not consistent. Yeah,
0: I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I think Luka is by default going to lead the NBA in scoring when it comes to points per game.
1: The craziest thing about this, he's not even in his prime yet. I know. That is the that's craziest scary. thing about this. This guy is 23, 24 years old, multiple – all-stars, multiple all-NBA it's, first teams. He's been a top five player in the league probably since he stepped foot in the NBA. But the NBA has that bullshit under the rule. Like, oh, you're a rookie. You can't be an all-star. That's bullshit. If you're good enough to make the all-star game as a rookie, you should. I don't care about the seniority thing, but the fans or the coaches or the media really thinks Luka really should have been an all-star as a rookie. And yeah. I, I think he's the only guy with the potential to kind of chase Michael Jordan.
0: All I'm going to say is Christian is going to hate us if something bad happens to Luca this season.
1: I hope not. I got too much stock. I,
0: I know we we both really cannot afford Luca to get hurt. Um, but the next two
1: control a pick this year. Just saying, FYI.
0: They do have their pick. That's true. Is that top ten protected?
1: Uh yes, it is. Yes, okay, it is. That makes sense.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much more I can back up off of that. I mean, yeah, I think Luca just right by default is the MVP favorite. A lot of people will say Joel Embiid obviously is a candidate. Um, I I would venture to say you could see a sneaky candidate, maybe like Kawhi Leonard, who's coming back from an injury. I would not be, I would not be surprised if he's up there in the candidate. Candidate
1: would be Zion Williamson.
0: Zion, yeah, maybe. I mean,
1: Zion is another guy that's a generational talent. As a rookie, put up twenty-seven and seven, put up the LeBron stat line. Rollins is going to be a
0: really good team this year.
1: I pretty much scored sixty-five percent of game all on layups. Just he got in the paint and there's nothing you can do about it. He was just going to score. That was it. Yeah. And for a guy who's six foot six, 280 pounds, that's it's really impressive. Probably the strongest player in the league since Shaq. Yeah. And it's, I think, if it was any sneaky MVP, it would be him. He looks, he's in fantastic shape. He had that controversy in the offseason as well. He's 330 pounds. He's he's not taking it seriously. He's at, you know, uh, foot injury setbacks and all this garbage and it looks like he's ready to go and it looks like he's ready as long as he stays healthy I think he's a sneaky candidate to win MVP as well
0: yeah I mean there's certainly he certainly gotta be a candidate if, especially if he's able to break out he got that big extension in the offseason so who knows to see what he'll do this upcoming season you obviously have other candidates like Giannis I mean you you know he's gonna be up there and Jokic will obviously have another opportunity I could see like Steph Jokic, Curry, too, and LeBron, Jokic, maybe. But. I
1: feel like all those other guys have fatigue, though. That's half the problem with that's the MVP. That Carl Malone and Charles Barkley won MVP awards for Michael Jordan based off fatigue. That's true. So that's that's the one true. thing I don't really like with, about the MVP because half the time it's the best story, not really the best player.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I, th- But, I mean, yeah, I think Luka just – I think he has to – the their team Dallas, we we all know Dallas is you it's know a one man show. It, it's a one man show. It's Luca. If Luca can not do the job, then Dallas falters. It's just plain simple fact. We have a good friend. He knows he knows this too well. He knows that if Luca goes down, Dallas is in a bad situation because you know it's not like you have Jalen Brunson this time to you know replace him and try to fix you know their points per game. It'd probably be Spencer Dinwiddie getting that starting point guard role. I'm not sure if that's gonna be able to help Dallas in a situation like that so no, I mean, it's
1: it's definitely going to be I interesting to see how uh, these teams develop over time and like I said Luca is my favorite when MVP I'm surprised we disagreed with that out of the gate yeah uh so it looks like we're on uh on on uh, really on point agree with everything today. Pretty much
0: so, so far yeah
1: yeah so now this is where I think we might stray a little bit who are your finals predictions? You don't have to give me two teams, but you can give me a list of teams. I'm going to give you personally, I think, my sleeper pick to make the finals. But you can give me a couple teams of each conference you think of so.
0: That. How many teams would you want per conference? You can give me three, the top three, three you think three per conference.
1: Yeah, they don't necessarily have to be the best teams, but you think yeah. come May, come push or shove, June, push or shove, okay, you're going to be in the uh, in the NBA finals.
0: I think the East, I think it's just still top heavy, I think it's still Boston um philly and milwaukee i still think those are the top three and i still think those are the favorites in the easter conference the only team that i would consider now you would think i i i i'm not gonna say the nets because i know they have katie and Kyrie. i don't like the roster realistically outside of those two players so i'm not sure if they're gonna really be able to make a run with that so i don't really like them on paper um I think Miami, you might see them start to take a little bit of a turn. I feel like Jimmy Butler could be on the decline, so I don't like them. If I had to pick one team out of those top three, as much as I hate to say it, I could. it could be um, you know what? I was going to say Atlanta. I'm going to I, I actually say with Cleveland. I think Jonathan Mitchell is going to make so much of a big impact that they could be a really big contender this season.
1: I, I could see them towards the end of the year. Obviously, they have the younger talent in Evan, Moble, Evan Mobley. They yeah. have
0: Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, they have yeah. Kevin Love still. Karis LeVert, um, they have Isaac Okoro. They have really, really good young talent. Now, at the end of the day, I'm going to pick the say, the top three, Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. I just think those are well-veteran teams that are still you know, rolling on all cylinders. I think Cleveland is on the uprise. They're just not there yet. They need okay. a little bit more playoff experience.
1: I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to take those three as well. My, one I would swap in would be the Nets instead of the Cavaliers. That's fair. Here's my logic right now. KD um, and
0: Kyrie. i joking.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's the logic of the group,
0: <laughs> That's really the only logic you, you can give to this team. team.
1: I don't trust the Celtics because I don't trust the head coaching situation. That's fair. I, Ime Udoko is very hard to replace. He really had that locker room. It was like a family um, unfortunately, he got a little bit too close to some of the staff members, and they tried to form their own family in real life, but that's a whole other situation. With that, uh, for the 76ers, I still don't trust Doc Rivers. That's actually having their head coach. I know, a negative, that's, that's, that's a true. negative, actually having their head coach, so it's kind of polar the opposites from those two teams and be a Lang division. And with Milwaukee, I think they'd be my favorites to make it, only because I think they were leagues ahead better than Boston last year, but Chris Middleton goes down uh, and he's
0: currently injured to start the season, too. So.
1: Yeah, he's currently injured again, so he's starting to have some uh, some injury problems later in his career. We obviously hope he gets better. Really dynamic two-way player when he's on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but those would be my three picks to kind of east. With Brooklyn Nets, I don't think you can count out KD and Kyrie. I think they'll be top four. But uh, here's my problem. KD has not been that guy outside of Golden State. He had that great four-year run of Golden State, or three-year run of Golden State, however long it was. Where he was the man, he won the finals MVP. uh, But his playoff choke—not OKC. Here's the—I'm about to get into that. Okay. When it came push the shove in Golden State, when he had to hit the clutch shots in Golden State, he hit them. Outside of Golden State, he doesn't have that track record. He doesn't have it in Brooklyn, and he doesn't have it at OKC.
0: Well, he did win an MVP with OKC.
1: I'm talking about in the playoffs, though. So.
0: Oh, playoff wise, I mean,
1: playoff wise, he doesn't have that.
0: Yeah, they went to the they went to that one final against Miami. They did get swept in the end, but that's, that's, mean, I mean, that's fair.
1: Outside of okay, outside of Golden State, he when it came down to those clutch ones, where he had to hit those shots, he wasn't that good. And I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe just the fear of you know having Golden State in his mind at this point. I mean, that's going to be his legacy where he ring hops and he gets a couple of Mickey Mouse rings. <laughs> God. That is that gonna be his. I think he's maybe feeling that. Oh my god, that could really be my man. Like, well, he, I remember maybe, he want
0: he wanted a trade, and then that's weren't able to find a trade partner. So he yeah, to I mean, stick he, he, of the year with also,
1: them. He's also kind of his, his LeBron era, like part of his career, where he's playing where he's picking who he wants to play with. He's picking his uh, his GM. He's picking his coach, and now he's saying I don't want any of these guys. So blow it up or trade me. He's kind of going to the LeBron round right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he's gonna run. How, that's another thing. Another coaching dynamic. You think Steve Nash is just sitting there at practice, be like, "Wow, this guy really wants to be fired."
0: Yeah, like, that's to, like, why I wasn't too high on the Nets because I feel like there's going to be a lot of dysfunction this season.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's going to come from Kyrie either. It might come from more Katie and Kevin Nash. Um, yeah, Nash, Kevin Nash, Steve Nash, uh, <laughs> bumping heads.
0: Oh man!
1: So uh, out of a West now, who are you taking?
0: Well, let me ask you before, before I I want to say one thing about one more thing about the East. I think if I had to pick one of those three teams, by the way, I'd take Boston. And I think cuz my only reason is for that Malcolm Brogdon trade that they made. That was I a think, big addition. Yeah, I think that's a monster addition for Boston. I think that's going to be the reason I think that's going to be a huge reason why they get back to the finals. Besides that point, we'll move on to the Western Conference. My top 3 teams, let me let me let me look into this. Golden State, I still think, is going to be one of those top three. I still, They just have the same roster on hand. They're going to be a team to be threatened with again this season. The next two. Get ready for this one. Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Final team. Part of me wanted to say Phoenix, but... I feel like I am I, just seeing a ton of turmoil go on with this team right now. I, something tells me they're gonna be they're gonna be falling this season. So if I had to pick a third team between between Denver and Memphis, because New Orleans is still young, I don't think they're there yet. They could they could be there soon. Um. Give me Memphis. I'm just I I just love John Morant. So I'm gonna, so my top three would be Golden State, Clippers, and Grizzlies.
1: Interesting, interesting picks there. So I'm actually going to go with Golden State. I'm gonna agree with you, even though I don't have him in my top four to finish a regular season. It's about getting to the postseason. And not how you get there. Yeah. So no, no, so there's any team we'll, that knows the we'll,
0: postseason, it's them.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though Draymond Green is in a contract year, Bob Myers really isn't,
0: and team, likes punching his, his teammates, in. but. Yeah. He
1: likes punching his teammates. Uh, there might have been some discourse of him and Jordan Poole, but the, Jay, Draymond, at least in public, has seemed to apologize and own up to his mistakes. How much of that is sincere behind closed curtains? We, we don't know. So I will pick uh, Golden State in the meantime. I'm going to pick the sleeper team in the Mavericks. I think Luka goes absolutely god mode and maybe can drag them to the finals this year. I am also not going to buy the Suns. I think there's too much turmoil. The Clippers, I think, are the highest ceiling team in the league. Where if everything goes right, if Paul George stays healthy, if Kawhi is back to form and he stays healthy, if John Wall just shows a little bit what he did in Houston, where he was, even in Houston he was still like an eighteen and six guy or an eighteen and five guy. Yep. John Wall can show that on that Clippers team, but he—he just realistically has to be a fair option. And as he just. He doesn't even for the score. He just has to really facilitate the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So they have the highest ceiling, I think, in the Western Conference. But also and the they ball. got a good
0: shooter in Norman Powell, too.
1: Yeah, space to space the floor. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, great shooter. Paul George, great shooter. Norman Powell, great shooter. John Wall, terrible shooter.
0: But John uh, has to facilitate the ball if they need it. And they have Reggie Jackson,
1: too. And Yeah, he gets to facilitate, and he can drive. So really interesting team. But I'm going to pick uh, the Nuggets, the Mavericks and I'm going to pick the Golden State Warriors. Nuggets would be my favorites to make the finals. Uh, okay. Jokic is that guy. I think adding Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back on that team. You also have Bones Highland as a sleeper player. Bones
0: Highland's pretty good.
1: Who was really a breakout player, second-year player out of BCU. Uh, we saw him actually play live in uh, in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center. Barclays up Center, up yep. And he was electric. He was all up and down the floor in college. So we kind of knew he was kind of special going in. He ends up going to Nuggets. Denver, and he had a breakout year. I think he was the all-rookie second team, if I'm not mistaken. They do lose fan-favorite Facundo Camposo in, in the offseason, but I don't think he would be do much anyway. But the Clip, I think if any team got better by all their players coming back and just getting healthy, it's, it's Denver right now.
0: We yeah. didn't see them
1: at full strength last year, and they were, I think, finished sixth in the contract. In the, they were uh, in the...
0: the... Yeah, I believe they were the sixth seed in, in the West. If I'm not, yeah, mistaken. I think they
1: took two games off the eventual champion Golden State Warriors, and that was off, that was without their second and third best players. So I think if they're fully healthy and Jokic continues to improve and he as he enters his prime, I think they're a sleeper to win the uh, to make it to the finals. Hey,
0: listen, Jokic got paid a lot of money, so he's gonna need to he's gonna want to prove that that money as well as you know. Best well spent this yeah, season. Yeah, he could for do a sure. lot of
1: uh, a lot of horse riding back in his home country. Of Serbia. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love,
1: it. I love how he was just out there riding his uh, you know, riding his horse, having a grand old time, uh, and then he comes back and his entire team the MVP trophy. That was an awesome thing. He, he's I don't want to say he's humble or he's arrogant, but I think it's, he's the most interesting player that he said oh, I asked him, oh, what do you do if you can put that next to your uh, other MVP trophy? He said, well, I kind of lost in the move. My wife probably knows where it is. So the guy isn't even taking care of his hardware. He just really loves the game of basketball. And he wants to keep playing. So yeah. I think that to him, he's more motivated not by the actual accolades, his, his own personal glory. He's really just looking at playing team basketball and winning.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to definitely be another crazy year in the NBA one of the best offseasons I think we've had in very, very recent memory. And I think when you have an offseason like that, it's been eminent in the NFL. You've seen how good of an offseason happens. You get a great NFL season. If the NBA, you know, could do the exact same thing, a great offseason, will it lead to a great, you know, regular season and potential postseason? I think only time is gonna tell. But certainly some big topics at hand where, see, the Lakers and Warriors just tipped off. Celtics beat the Sixers to start off the opening night and what should be an unbelievable NBA season to come. But that is going to do it for the All Gas, No Breaks Sports Show once again. I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson as we have previewed the NBA season, and I'm sure it will be one for the ages. This is the All Gas, No Breaks Sports Show. Have a great night, everybody.